Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sligo Show podcast with myself, Brendan Tierney. Don't forget, check us out on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. Be sure to leave us a like and subscribe if you like what you're seeing. I hope you enjoy the show. We have a guest who you've probably seen most weeks on our show. Jessica Farry is here, local journalist, because I mean, I can't say that you work for just one. We mostly know you from the Sligo Champion, but you are spread across so many different mediums out there. It's nice to have you live in the studio on it's nice, camera. It's nice to be here, Brendan. It's weird being asked the question, the question rather than asking once. the question. Because yeah. I said that to you, you've never really been asked by anyone in an interview. I suppose no one really interviews the reporters too often to find out their story. No, like. most people would say we're not interested enough. That's why, oh, well, that's why we're the ones doing the interviewing. Well, look, we'll, we'll find out in the next 15 or 20 minutes. So look, at it. I suppose anyone that doesn't does not know you, uh, like, can you tell us a bit more about what you do and what's your career? Yeah, so I'd say I'm a, I'm a, I'm a journalist, but I'm a, across a number of, of areas. Mm. I would be sports and news. Um, I'm from Sligo. I work in the Sligo Champion, um, and I do a little bit for maybe Ocean FM. Mm. I've done a commentary recently, sports commentary, Premier League, um, for News Talk. I have my finger in a couple of pies, I suppose you could say. Um, it's no harm to kind of diversify a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, can I very much a freelance. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like um, I would have done bits and pieces for air sport back in the day as well. And God, before that, I was um, I used to be in Satanta Sports okay. uh, for little bits and pieces yeah, yeah, on, yeah. on the Premier League day when I'd be, I'd be kind of on the other side of it. Then I was doing some of the production bits and pieces in the background um, oh, for okay. graphics and things like that. So, yeah. Um, that's that's me really in so a nutshell. So co- college-wise, was it just journalism or when you say you did some of the production side of things, was that part of your journalism? Yeah, so journalism in DCU, actually, they kind of gotcha. Some of the modules were about kind of um, the production side of things. Okay. Um, I did one module and I always say this, at the time, I hated this one particular class and it was called News Design. Okay. And it was about literally designing a newspaper or a magazine. And someone had told me beforehand, if you do one class, do this one. Because it will stick with you. Just handy to right. Yeah, so like some of it was Photoshop. Terrible at Photoshop. Really, really <laughs> bad at Photoshop. My hand is not steady enough. Um, but then when it got down to the the kind of actually designing the paper and all that kind of thing, I, I kind of, I don't know, I, I picked it up. And it's actually the one module that I've used ever since okay, I left so, college. So In my day-to-day job, I use it every single that's day. What say. So you do layouts. Do of the all paper. the layout and oh, design okay. um, in the champion ourselves. Like so, that's actually really stuck with me since, which oh, is hilarious. But we did a couple of other classes. Um, which involved things like sound editing and um, video editing and video yeah. recording and all that kind of stuff. So they basically had you prepared for everything. Well, I imagine <laughs> in, in, in the various roles you do, you go, well, I need to be able to edit this myself, send it off, get it clipped, get it right. So yeah, you and prepared for all. I think like the course there, the idea is that it's geared towards your career afterwards. So mm. a lot of what we did were classes in radio reporting, radio news, radio packages, kind of um, TV reporting, all that sort of TV news as well, all that kind of thing. And then you have to do a placement afterwards. But one of the best things about it was there's a, a radio station, DCUFM. Yes. Okay. And they've won a lot of awards. And then there's the college newspaper there too. And that's yes. kind of where you pick up most of the stuff because yeah. even working in the in the radio station there, like I'd never done anything obviously when I was going to college and um, getting to do that. And it meant that you were ringing people asking for interviews and you know yourself when, you, when you're first <laughs> ringing someone for an interview, you are so nervous ringing someone because if they say no, they don't know who you are. Like, you know, no, yeah, no, you're ringing you someone saying, oh, hi, it's Jessica here from DCUFM. They're like, what is DCUFM? Yeah, but yeah, like yeah. People, people were really good and it kind of, you kind of learned 
a awful lot of the kind of the smaller stuff there from doing that. And Absolutely. You, you learned how to take the rejection as well when people well, are like, yeah. no thanks, or how did you get my number? You know, that kind of okay, thing. Okay, okay. Yeah, um, probably GDPR things nowadays. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it wouldn't wash nowadays. Yeah, but um, yeah. yeah, that was a really, really good starting point, I have to say. And I learned an awful lot from those early days, even in the college newspaper too, you know. Well, I mean, that was brilliant that they were there on campus to do them. So I was going to say, like, when did your career into, I was going to say sports journalism, but in general journalism, was, was their placement was your first time doing it in the real world as such? Yeah, it, it was and even actually just just before that kind of um and I always say like I've been really lucky in that like one day I was in college and I think I was wearing my Slagger Rovers jersey and a guy in my class just came up to me and he was like listen I do bits and pieces uh, about the League of Ireland for this website called extratime.ie it's not paid but we actually need someone in Sligo to do matches and all the kind of thing would you be interested and I was kind of like I would never get this opportunity to do it anywhere and at that stage I didn't need to be paid you know I was in college and I was learning wasn't good enough to be paid anyway you know um so I was like, okay, yeah, I'll do this. And that was kind of, again, where I picked up an awful lot, learned more about interviewing and kind of writing match reports and all that kind of yeah. basic stuff through that. And then after that, it was kind of, I think the champion contacted me then when I was in the second year and asked what I do a uh, uh, Rover's column every single every week, week in the paper. Okay. Um, and again, that was brilliant to get. It was a good way to get your name out there, you know. Um, and then after that, yeah, placement. I did my placement in the Irish Daily Mail sports section because, again... Ah. Okay. Sports editor was from Sligo, so right, I knew okay. someone who knew someone who <laughs> yeah, knew him. Yeah, yeah. So then he brought me in for. I initially asked him, could I go in for a couple of weeks at Christmas? Because we had a really long Christmas break because we had no exams. So he was like, come in for two weeks. And then he was like, if you want to do your placement here, do it here. So that was brilliant as well because right. he had me doing everything. Everything. Like, yeah, stuff I hadn't a notion about, like cricket and all of this. Oh, no. So it was brilliant. <laughs> it was brilliant. Like, because I just had to just like plunge myself into it and say, yeah. right, this is it. I'll do it. And that's it. And with a lot of those, you know, those early jobs reporting was like, look, at, just go and write it yourself. Or were they, do you know what I mean? Were they like, what's that? Were they, were they critical? Were they helpful? Or were you I like say, doing it really well? I would say or? helpful. Very, very helpful. Because, I mean, you know, constructing it in terms of the style of, of yeah, the newspaper yeah. or whatever was something I didn't really know. And we'd been taught a certain way in college. Mm-hmm. And obviously, not everybody has the same style so then at least when I was there I had someone who was able to stand over me and say okay listen this bit is good we're just going to change this around a little bit make it punchier and all that kind okay. of things so I did I learned an awful lot from there it was definitely very very useful yeah what is this I imagine it's the catchy headline what's the first paragraph oh I will read this yeah. so I suppose yeah. that's an important part yeah. and all that right definitely and which do you prefer do you prefer in the paper or do you prefer out and about live radio TV see this is a really hard question because when I was in college I kept changing my mind as well mm. one week I was like no I love seeing your name in the paper like you know nothing yeah, beats yeah, it yeah. and then other times radio was great as well both of them have advantages and disadvantages in that, you know, a newspaper, it can take so long to put something together. Um, but when it's done, it's it's kind of done. Um, and radio, it's the immediacy of it. Which yeah, and just the live There's also the downside to that too, because yes, you yes. can't correct something that you've said I know, or got wrong. I know. You know? <laughs> um, no, I actually, I love both of them really. Like, okay. obviously paper is, is probably the one I prefer the most, but radio is definitely <coughs> really, really close behind, yeah. Okay, okay, that's interesting. Well, you're very lucky, as you said, locally you have all these outlets that are you're getting work with. So yeah, and I've been lucky. To I'm, really, I'm very, oh, sorry, very... Sorry, I say lucky. I mean, obviously, well able to do it. It's great. But I'm just saying in town, there's such good media. Yeah, yeah. But so. I suppose, you know, you kind of need someone who's going to take a chance on you. And that's the thing with like the radio stuff here with Austin O'Callaghan as well. He just rang me randomly one day and was like, would you be interested in doing commentary? 
I had never done it before. Oh, I'd never done any. I'd commentary. never done any match commentary before. So I did it with like no training or no experience or anything really. Oops. And I'm I'm the kind of person who I always say like I I just believe that you should always challenge yourself. Absolutely. Anyway, get out of your comfort zone. Like I was so nervous. I'm still nervous now when I do radio. Like you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm, well, I can imagine. I'm very very new to it. So even when I do it now, I'm nervous. But like it's a good way to be. I think I think you should sort of push yourself into maybe to get exactly. the adrenaline rush. And exactly. You, I yeah. think you're always living when that adrenaline is. is yeah, exactly. And I think it's good to kind of push yourself mm. out of that comfort zone For every sure. so often. And so. Uh, like, what's a normal week for you? So, I mean, I was asking before you came on, like, I presume today, because the paper is out on a Tuesday, uh, that must be a calm day. But, like, apart from the paper, like, you know, from a Monday to a Sunday, on average, what's kind of your week involved? Like, with all Yeah, the so work? Monday um, is obviously crazy with, with the paper comes out and that, and that's, that can often be a late day. Um, Tuesday is a lot quieter, obviously. Um, and then Wednesday kind of picks up again. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday gets very busy. It depends then on Sligo Rovers. If they're away, I could be going to Tala or Limerick mm. or anywhere in Dublin or Waterford or Cork or Derry or somewhere on a Friday night. Um, and if that's not the case, then often there's a game in the showgrounds on Saturday. I often try to, if I have time, to kind of get that done over the weekend when it's fresh in my brain. Um, Sunday, there, there's often bits and pieces of work to be done on Sunday. I try always to get to a junior soccer game on a Sunday. All right, so um, go and watch one every weekend. Yeah. Wow. Um, and sometimes that can be work as well because it depends on if there's an important game on or not, junior yeah, yeah. soccer, and then I'll end up doing that. And sometimes if there's Connacht Cup or something, um, other newspapers in Mayo or radio stations might give us a ring and say, listen, is anybody going to that game? So, Just give us back some info, like. Yeah, basically, well, yeah. So, so it's non-stop. And then, as you said, you throw in a live commentary as well as just paper reporting <laughs> you could have a live commentary to do and imagine the, the I will get to this a bit later on about the Premier League one, like, but that must take ages to go oh I have to commentate now on Saturday night as well as my normal job like that must take hours like yeah it takes it takes a little bit of preparation because when you're trying to kind of do both so the great thing as I said about radio is that it's immediate mm. so you don't need to sit down and take notes and then put it all together afterwards um, but when you're doing both it means you do <laughs> right so you're okay. there doing radio and you're you know it's all grand, but, your... but once that's over you have to put it all together for a report then um, and not to mention all the as we spoke before we came on air about like the preparation that goes into it beforehand it's there's a fair Hours. bit but, but once you kind of get it get into the routine of it it's not so bad yeah. Um but yeah, there, there is a fair bit of work that goes into before a radio commentary. So it's not just what you hear on the radio. It's the, the stats building it's the stats, and all that the stuff. It's yeah. the hours the night before trying to put bits and pieces yeah, together. Yeah, as you said, uh, commentating about, you know, the sec- you might know Sligo Rovers inside out, but you might not know the opposition. And like, I mean, you're probably not obliged to know every stat about them, but you probably, I imagine, go, oh, no, I want it to be good. So you probably delve in even deeper then. Yeah, and the thing is, there's going to be a gap. There's going to be a time where yeah. something happens and you can't keep talking about the one player or the one team. And like, mm. I know, like, I, I obviously did the commentary on the Sligo Rovers Hafner Fjordur game in the Europa League that's an Icelandic like, team if you do if you thought she was just a, what is that she just said <laughs> well that was that was a challenge yeah. because um, the Icelandic League wouldn't be as well supported say as the League of Ireland so finding information about their players okay. was tough going I ended up on most of their Instagram pages like trying to see if any of them or I just stalk and them their I LinkedIn, have to do that a bit here yeah. I was on their LinkedIn pages too because <laughs> most of them like actually had like proper full time jobs too along well, with playing course, football yeah, so yeah, I was yeah. like okay well at least if I'm stuck I can just say what they do is for their daytime job yeah, you know yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that was... A, like when you sit down to commentate, do you have pages of stats or you just go, I'll have one page in each team and that'll cover me for silence? I, I generally have pages. So I try to have like something, a few stats on every single player mm. in each squad. And then there's stats on the teams kind of, and maybe just more general kind of yeah, yeah. interesting filler stuff just in case there's a big gap or something like that. And you mm. kind of need... You need something just to... to and how, how did you get on with the names in that? It was the Icelandic, you said, was it? The whole, the Icelandic, their names yeah. must have been fun. 
Yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of practice, and there was a lot of YouTube and uh, Google, and mm. I found a website that gave you really good direction on how to pronounce um, Icelandic names, names and words and letters, and one letter will be pronounced differently if it's before this letter oh or God, after that letter and all that. So I just literally sat down with a piece of paper and wrote them all out phonetically. phonetically yeah, right. and just tried my best to learn them. <laughs> well, yeah, imagine that's the hours and hours people don't see, which is why I was fascinated when I said, you know, I'd love to have you on. It's like learning those little nuggets. Because like, it takes hours. It does Rather take than just hours. a year and a half of commentating. Like. Yeah, no, it does. And, like in local media, and I mean, we're very lucky with lots of great local media, but I'm sure you're the same. Like I know you do news, you do entertainment, you do sports. Like, again... Do you, do you just kind of jump in and go, I'll just report in that gig? Or again, will you go, oh, I better learn a bit more about them. So have you a facet you love most? Like, do you love sport the most, I'm guessing? Or do you like juicy bit of news? Or is the entertainment kind of your thing as well? Yeah, or what's uh, your kind of favourite? Like, people ask me this all the time. And obviously, sport is my thing. But I love doing not sport yeah, at give the same a break, time. Yeah, no, I do. I really do. And the great thing about our job is that every single day is so different. And every single week is yeah. so different. And like... You might spend two days in one week covering one council meeting that all needs to be typed up and all that. And even that in itself, I know people have this have this theory that council meetings and that are boring, but they're not always. Well, I'd say they're not uh, always. Yeah, there and there can be some very juice. exciting exchanges when heated exchanges, yeah, shall yeah, we yeah. say? Um, but yeah, like, and I always say that's that's the one thing that's that's great about our job is that you're doing something different every single week. And even if it's entertainment, you don't know who you're going to be interviewing. You could be interviewing yeah, anybody, yeah, like yeah, you know, yeah, if, if there's famous. a gig in the Hawkswell or, or Andersons, or if there's something on in the Model or whatever. Like, mm. there's always like, um, yeah, and there's always interesting people you get to interview too as well through yeah. that. So it's pretty. And would you ever get just come back to the council? Would you ever get anyone after going? Oh, don't mention what happened there. <laughs> would you ever get hinted? Oh, don't say what I said there. Or you, they can't probably so, say it to so you. It, it happens sometimes, but then <laughs> yeah, yeah. usually. It's, oh, why did you put that in? Or, you know, and you're yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah. God, yeah. But no, it's no, I mean, you're on the cold face, so you go, look, at I have to stick my neck up probably sometimes yeah. and just bear yeah. with it. Oh, yeah, no. And then, listen, you get things wrong in council meetings all the time. Yes, okay. All, correction squares that we see, do, is it? Yeah, we all do. Like, it can be, yeah, yeah. they can be really small things, but those, what seems like a small thing to, to some people to is us. obviously isn't to others, you know? Mm, yeah, I'm sure all part of the job, all fun. Uh, so, I mean, we've already established, obviously, you are a sports fanatic, mm. but like on your days off, do you watch more sport? Do you go to matches? You know, be reading up. Do you always have to stay in that bubble? Like, yeah, and I think, and this is all part of it. Like, in in the sense that I love sport, and I'm lucky that that my job is kind in of sport, going yeah. to sports. You know, Sunday I was at two junior soccer matches. I was at Ahana against Carberry, and then I was at Kalani United against <laughs> St John's. Like, just for for the love of it, more but so than anything you else. You said like you go to matches anyways. Yeah, it's not just like oh, I better go and report this. But then when you're there, you'll always report, or sometimes it's it, it okay. depends. Yeah, no, it depends. Um on what the story is but yeah I'm generally always watching it on television yeah. anyway in my spare time if there's a match on if there's tennis on if there's anything on I, I'd yeah, always yeah. try and watch it anyway like you know yeah. I just love it like and I think it's just one of those things that when when you like sports you'll generally follow it if there's something on you know but, but, so, yeah and I mean you can't go in two days later and not realise oh he got sent off to the day or there was a big brawl in the rugby match yeah and it's, it's the thing informed. with social media as well is that it's impossible to avoid it's everywhere anyway, so it's everywhere so you do know if something happens yeah 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 well, I was in the car radio a few weeks ago and then uh, there was a live Premier League match on News Talk, as you were saying earlier on, like, and then I realised that that was your first time ever doing it. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was West Ham against Spurs. Um, yes. I'm lucky I'm a West Ham fan. So I, ah, uh, God, you're winning all sides. I, I got a call out of the blue asked and asked would I um, cover that game for News Talk. So that was great. It was a great experience. I'd never mm. done it for them before. Apparently, I was the first uh, female lead commentator yeah, for News so. Talk. Well done. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, it, was, it was a surprise. It was a great experience. Um, hopefully there'll be more down the line. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was just a totally different experience for me. Yeah, and, anyway. I mean, imagine you, again, for that, I mean, you know, commentating, Sagrovis commentating there, 
Like, do you connect with your co-commentator beforehand? Do you chat to them, say, you know, these are my pieces I'll talk about. Will you want to talk about them? Or it's just, how are you? What's going on? Pretty can be. Much, really? Yeah. I had uh, Kate, Kate Tracy with me, former Republic of Ireland International, and we mm. hadn't met before, except when I had to go down to the door to let him in. And then because of COVID, we were separate, kept separate in separate rooms. Yeah. So um, that was a little bit trickier when, when, you're, when you're doing the commentary. But um, there's kind of a, not intuition, I'm not going to say intuition, but... The co-commentator kind of knows when you stop talking. That I'm in here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even if you stop to take a break, because a lot of the time you're just talking if there's a break in play or, you know, you're talking for the sake of talking yeah, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. So they'll know and then they can come in and, yeah. th- it, like, there's not that many interruptions. You would think there is, but usually you kind of understand when they might want when to come in. When they're going to have a break, yeah. You yeah. hear them taking the deep breath before they go to speak into the microphone yeah, yeah. so you say, oh, he wants just to come Just get the natural. In. I mean, you're at it this time now, you probably just get a flow of it anyways. Like, and, yeah. And yeah. That's yeah, what no, I was like, don't talk over me again in the second half. None of that. It's just like <laughs> none no, of that. Just, Absolutely just none of that. Go with the flow. But yeah, not to be in the same room. And I mean, I was listening, and it sounded brilliant. Like and yeah, that was a weird, that, really, really, mad, really like. strange experience. Wow. Yeah, because you see, like it's like Rovers games now, and all that. We're kind of allowed. There's a while there where there needs to be three seats between you and your co-commentator, yes, yeah, yeah. which is really hard to hear your co-commentator if you didn't have headphones on. You okay, know? yeah, yeah. Um, but that's all kind of coming away now a little bit because you know COVID restrictions are easing and all that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, no, that, that was strange not being in the same room. But we got through it anyway. So. Yeah, I mean, there must be loads of fascinating adrenaline rushes. Like even um, after a match where you're not commentating, where you're just giving it... Like, you did this with Air Sport, I think, was it before? Yeah. So like from the match finishes, they come fairly quickly. Like how oh, long do you have to prepare I, that? The Air Sport thing was like two minutes. Two minutes even. to go. Yeah. And when you're talking, and again, I watch loads of, you know, the, you know, the Sky Sports ones where the guys are reporting. Uh, it, like there's no script. Oh, no, They have to say what they remember... Basically, yeah, I would scribble things down and then try to remember like key moments so that I can say whatever. Like, and there's a couple of times where you'd be trying to stick a pun in or something, and there's just not the time, <laughs> and you're panicking because time is running out, and you're like, oh god, and you're so like you're so nervous. But again, when it's over, then you're like, oh god, thank just god that's rush. over. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but no, yeah. I mean, it is. It's an amazing skill and a unique skill to be able to do that because not everyone definitely could do that. No, but that takes up. a lot of practice. And uh, no, I imagine so. I presume you were doing them at home to the, uh, the bedroom window or the mirror, mirror like was it just you know reacting. Yeah, um, literally. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Like, and uh, have you had any funny or embarrassing moments over the years, whether you were commentating or something you've seen a match, or was that that sticks out? God, funny moments. I'm trying to think. Like, bar obviously, plenty of embarrassing moments when you're being shouted at by football managers or something because of something you've said or done. Oh right, um, okay. But uh, the most recent one I can think of is when I was on commentary with a former Sligo Rovers player, Alan Keane, mm-hmm. and he was on. He's a fireman. Yes, and so he was no. on call. <laughs> And before the game, he made a joke like, you know, I might have to, might have to go out, you know, if, if my alarm goes off and you're like, OK, whatever. And then I'm standing at the gate and I see him running out the gate <gasps> and I can hear the alarm going. And I'm like, oh, no, it's actually happening. So you had to go literally fight, fight a fire. And I was on my own. For the whole match. Or the he didn't whole come match. In yeah, thankfully, didn't... there was nobody um, hurt yes, or anything in the fire. Yeah, yeah. yeah no. Um, but yeah, but Keno milked it then for a few weeks after that. He was all over the newspapers talking because. about being a fireman, yeah. Oh, right. So a win-win for him too. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you had a lot of talking to that night, I imagine. Oh, God, yeah. And I think it was a terrible game, if I remember correctly. And I was like, okay. oh, this is awful. Even harder home. to come up with stuff like Got through it. Got yeah. through it. It's okay. And is there, like, I know you love those sports, we said, but is there any sports you, you, know, you don't like so much? I've never into? got into, like, American football. Oh, okay. I have tried. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's on too late at night for me, Brendan. I yeah, I would often tune into Super Bowl because of the spectacle. And you know what? Sometimes I enjoy it, but the game, but I know what you mean. It goes on so long. Yeah, and another sport I can't get into, and again, I have tried, is cricket. 
Yes, Ireland were in the World Cup a number of years ago. Yeah, Again, I think everyone, they made it a bit more fun. Everyone got behind the yeah, cricket yeah. team that time, um, but it's a sport I just I, I don't even fully, I don't fully understand. Maybe maybe if I did, I'd get it better. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That Again. and American football are two sports. I, I they can't. won't be featured in the Sligo Champion anytime soon. So. Well, they might be. But it doesn't look a cricket team. Too, yeah, there is a local cricket team. Yeah, yeah so you never know. They have been featured a couple of times. Yeah, uh, and uh, obviously with your job, has you've been at loads of amazing moments. Is there what was your favorite sporting moment that you? Would got to witness live maybe as a fan maybe it would work yeah well I think there'd be no surprise if I told you that it was the 2013 FAI Cup final when Anthony yes. Eldin scored that 94th minute winner it was like oh of all the moments I've ever seen that's yeah, the one yeah. I watch and it still gives me goosebumps and it was the one time I was in the press box and I'm, I keep my cool always in the press box I never cheer anything, but I, I lost it that day like yeah, rightfully so oh it was an amazing day I'll never forget it like we thought it was heading for extra time and then he goes and he gets that 94 and it was the celebration the jersey ripped off and, yeah 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 there's oh. nothing like that raw emotion is there? It's, <laughs> no it's, it's, it was incredible it was incredible yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely it's my favourite moment ever yeah so to go on from here before we let you go what's any plans or dreams you kind of happy you are would you kind of someone said we want you you know doing the news on RTE or Sky Sports would you love that or are you kind of like you know happy where you are what's yeah, the dream I, or yeah it is, and this is a question I get asked loads as well and, and I always say I really I really, it's not something I ever think about yeah, you know can just and I think follow its own path maybe. yeah I think so and I think even now like the media is changing so much and even mm. for us in, in the champion a lot of what we're doing now is kind of focusing more on the digital aspect of things yeah, yeah. and like I expect that that would probably grow and grow as time goes on um, and it'll probably move towards a more multimedia kind of thing anyway eventually because that's just the way yeah, newspapers are going now um, I, I don't I don't have any plans as such for the future okay. and I I'm one of these people who I just kind of sit tight and see what happens. <laughs> well, it seems to be working out really well for you. The way that all these stories you told us are fascinating and, and well done what you've done. It's, it's, it's lovely to hear all the story. And as I said, just from a, a nerdy sports fan point of view, what's it like behind the mic there? So lovely having you live in the studio. We'll have you back next week, be telling you, uh, giving us your news or sport reports and uh, the best to look for everything in the future. Thanks a million, Brendan. Thanks for having me on. It's no been a bother. pleasure. You're very welcome. Thanks for listening to the Sligo Show podcast. I hope you enjoyed. And wherever you've listened, if you enjoyed it, we'd love if you'd give us a review or give us a like. And we'll see you all next time.